This week's podcast is brought to you by Paperfly, brilliantly simple employer brand software that allows HR professionals to take control of their employer brand marketing. Paperfly delivers over 70% savings on global production spend, whilst ensuring it is delivered authentically and consistently in every market and in any language. To find out why Paperfly are the trusted partner of companies such as BP, Ferrero, Rolls-Royce, P&G and Unilever, please visit www.marketingmadebyyou.com. There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi everyone, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 33 of the Recruiting Future podcast. I've not published an episode of the podcast for a couple of weeks. That's because I've been off uh, busily recording interviews for a new spin-off series I'm doing, a podcast on the future of work. I'll give you more details about when and where you can find that um, in a couple of weeks' time. Back to this week's podcast, one topic that's really interested me this year has been recruiting analytics. Uh, lots, lots of people talking about it, but not many case studies about how it actually works in practice. My guest on the podcast this week is Matt Bradburn, who's talent acquisition manager at fashion tech company List. Matt spent the last couple of months setting up recruitment analytics at List, and in the interview, we talk about his experience of doing this and some of the findings they've been getting from their staff. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another Recruiting Future podcast interview. Today, I am in Hoxton, Hoxton Square, in fact, at List, talking to Matt Bradburn. Hi, Matt. How are you doing? Very good. Thanks, Matt. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Um, it's good to be in the the fashion hub, <coughs> hipster hipster London. Um, yeah. I, I feel that I fit in. Uh, I feel that I fit in. I very, very well. Definitely <laughs> excellent. So, um, could you just sort of uh, tell everyone who you are and what you do, and give us a sort of a bit of background on how you how you got here? Sure. So, uh, my name is Matt. I'm the talent acquisition manager here at List. Uh, prior to this, I was head of talent over at Qubit, and I'm. Uh, uh, just moved here a couple of months ago now um, and keen to talk today a little bit about the uh, the use of data in hiring. Fantastic. And before we do that, I suppose we should probably just uh, tell people if there is anyone out there who isn't aware um, exactly what List is and what List does. Sure. So List is essentially a discovery and purchasing site on web and mobile for fashion. Um, it allows people to both discover um, and then run through a purchase cycle live through our own online checkout, singularly held in list, um, to purchase their products. Fantastic. And how many uh, how many sort of people have you got working here at the moment? Yeah, so we just, uh, just ticked over the 100 mark. Um, I think we're about 108 people globally now, with about 80 in our London office and the rest of them in New York. Cool. Now, I know that, you know, you have a massive sort of focus on data and analytics, and I think that uh, a huge amount is written about data and analytics in our industry. Um, I'm not always convinced uh, by, by, by some of it, and I'm not convinced that, uh, you know, people are kind of necessarily really understanding the, the value and what to do and all that kind of stuff. Um, talk us through your take on that. Definitely. I think, I think one of the things I've discovered over the last couple of years is 
looking at uh, or using data, uh, you need to start by understanding that data can't necessarily predict the future. It's not Mystic Meg. That's not what you're looking to get out of it. What you can do, however, um, is utilize small sets of data to give you incremental gains by understanding how things have happened in the past. So it's that's pretty much my, my kind of key take. So we make sure that we focus on uh, collecting as much as we can um, and then making sure as well that we apply a kind of human level of nuance to that. Cool, okay. And um, how did your um, approach to data develop? Because I know it was something you were doing in your in, in your in your previous job. Tell us tell us about uh, that. Absolutely. So I was working for Qubit, which is a, a SaaS business focused around marketing technology, and they ingest huge amounts of data uh, from their clients and, and kind of use that uh, to to make decisions. Uh, again, combining that with a human element from their client services team. So we took a lot of the the kind of key concepts behind Qubit's business and started to apply that to recruitment and uh, I think that's a, a, you know one of the key things that started uh, the, the journey into that side so the way we did this was firstly getting an understanding of what was going to be useful for us so one of the uh, one of the biggest things uh, in uh, recruitment is, is obviously these guides to metrics uh, here are the top 100 metrics you should be tracking here are the top 10 metrics you need to be better at your job but I don't think you can kind of generalize on that level. And I think it's uh, much more about understanding what is useful for you. Um, so we spent a lot of time getting down to that um, and kind of working that through as a business. Cool. And uh, what have, um, you know, since you've kind of been here at List, what, what have you been, what have you been measuring? What are the... Yeah. So having moved here, uh, again, it was, a, it was an opportunity to start afresh. There was no data available, uh, no, nothing historical. Uh, no kind of prior recording of anything when it came to recruitment or tracking. So what we did uh, was sit down and start again methodically working through with different hiring managers and as part of the talent team to, to understand what was going to be useful for us. So some of the key things we noticed were that, uh, that List has been uh, historically very good at hiring um, a, a very wide balance when it comes to, to gender and we wanted to maintain and improve upon that so we were tracking that very heavily. Uh, in terms of sources, uh, List kind of historically had done a lot of its hiring particularly on its marketing and comms team but also in engineering from agencies so we wanted to find ways of tracking our outreach and tracking our sourcing um, so that we could essentially show that uh, you don't need to be using agencies to, to actually be getting strong candidates. Um, so we've been doing that. That comes twofold from both uh, applicant tracking uh, when it comes to, you know, did they come from Stack Overflow and then um, maybe they came from, you kind of classify that as a website or did they come from a, a referral and if so, which person referred them? So again, one of the most more kind of standard ones there, um, but again, very useful for us. Uh, on top of that as well, we've done a lot of work looking into uh, the, uh, the the ratios. So I think one of the key things is is understanding your your process. And here at List, we've put a lot of effort into changing that process uh, from day one. Um, 
prior to, to us coming on board as the, as the team, so that's myself, uh, Deanna, Tris, and Matt Buckland. Um, the process, particularly for engineering, led to about 10 to 12 hours of face-to-face -face interviews, which is a, a lot of time. So we wanted to to reduce this uh, from day one, which we did, um, and now we've been tracking the data um, on the the kind of interview side of things so that we can understand whether this has been a good thing or a bad thing. So we were starting to track whether the, the, the kind of aggregated interview scores, we're starting to track uh, how interviewees are uh, scoring. So can we understand whether that person needs maybe some more training? Um, are they giving scoring too high on average? Are they scoring too low? And we can start to look into all of that side of things as well. Um, and again, it's kind of proven through the the good results that we're getting for the candidates coming through during a short interview period and the fact that they are sticking it out uh, through the, the notice period as well. Sorry, the notice period, the um, probation period. There we go. The fact that they're making it through that as well um, is good proof uh, that the, the that we were, in fact, right to reduce the time. Um, and this is obviously improved uh, as kind of uh, a data point that isn't necessarily tracked, but the, the happiness of our engineering team and the, uh, the less amount of time that they have to spend on interviews. And what was the, what was the most interesting thing that you found from putting all of this, all of this data together? Because obviously, you know, it's been driving improvements, but you know, yes. was it interview time? What was the, where, where was the, what was the most surprising or interesting thing? In terms of, in terms of surprising, I think it was the amount of, it was the amount of direct applicants uh, that were, were making it far through the process. Um, okay. And it showed that the, the level of outreach that we were doing through both blog posts and advertising, uh, was enough for us to be able to hire great people without relying on any further external help. Uh, and I think we were all surprised as a team uh, by how much uh, that, that, that change was, how easy it was to make that change. Cool. Okay. And um, how, is there a sort of specific way you collect this data? Is it, is it, is it just spreadsheets? Is there technology? Um, you know, are you planning on making it more sophisticated in the future? What, where, where's yes. that kind of sitting? So we looked into a range of things. So firstly, we, we're using Workable as an applicant tracking system at the moment, and Workable is great for many things. Uh, reporting on data is probably the one area where it's not so strong. Um, so we have been looking into applicant tracking systems like Greenhouse as well which are a lot better for that. However, uh, unfortunately, uh, greenhouses price is fairly prohibitive uh, at the okay. moment. Yeah. Uh, so we've gone for good old Google documents. Um, we've set up everything in a sheet there. Um, what we do is track uh, any applicants, anyone that we've sourced, uh, anyone coming through advertisements, any referrals, all on one single sheet. We thought of you down by the recruiter to make it easier for ourselves. And then we have a gigantic dashboard coming off the back of this. I think some of the key things that we track in the dashboard, how many interviews are we getting per month? For example, how many people have been messaged? How many at phone screen? How many at uh, final round, etc.? Uh, we track the dropout rates at each stage, again, by month and by recruiter. 
we track the number of people that are engaged at any one time by recruiter. It's all very well and good for, for one of us to go out and message 200 people. But if only two of them make it in the process versus messaging 50 people um, and having 20 make them in, make it into the process, you know, it's, it's kind of pointless. Um, so do you use that kind of metric to improve the quality of the engagement and the communication that, that you do? Absolutely, I think uh, I think that's one of the big one of the bigger things that we proved straight off the bat as well um, is the fact that you know bulk messaging two hundred people with a very similar message doesn't get you very far. Yeah. Um, directly and uh, messaging people with a very personalised, very tight message um, will get you a lot of people engaging. Okay. Okay. That's uh, that's interesting. Just just um, kind of as an aside on that because there's yes. uh, lots of stuff gets written. Um, about tech recruitment and um, you know particularly recruiting engineers um, you know engineers don't answer messages they you know they they never use their phone you know these are some of the um, <clears throat> you know if, if you like some of the sort of yeah, favorite stories um, I kind of oh, hear nice. around this space it, is that true I think that is entirely un well, it, it, I'm sure it is true for plenty of people who aren't necessarily sending the right type of message and we are not 100% um, correct all the time, but we're getting on average about a 60% response rate for messages to engineers. Okay. So uh, it, when you consider that, uh, it puts us in a, in a nice position. I think it proves, again, that it is the quality of the content that you're writing, not the volume of the content you're putting out there. And um, the... I mean, recruitment metrics are interesting. Um, you know, you're obviously tracking a lot of a lot of stuff. You're you're looking at different sources and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, it's still uh, a sort of a reasonably unsophisticated world compared to the world of um, you know, marketing metrics. Absolutely. Not that you're doing is unsophisticated, but I mean, in, in general, it's fairly, it's fairly rudimentary in general. <laughs> um, what do you think would be um, a really sort of killer thing to track in recruitment. If you, you know, if you could, uh, you know, if you could have a wish and say, I wish there was an easy way to track this particular, uh, this particular thing. What would it? What would it be? For me, I'd be very interested to see, and this is more of our long-term aim uh, here at List. It's, it's very interesting to see how the the candidates then perform over time when they've been hired at yeah. List. Yeah. Um, so it's it's understand it's it, it's applying and bringing everything together from what source that candidate came from, um, how they did in the interview process, how they did in their six-month review, one-year review, two-year review. Can we then use that information to inform our decisions when we're reaching out to people? For example, you know, if, is the, 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 are, are the people from one particular team um, at Google, are we hiring several people from there? If so, does that tell us anything about that team? Um, is that any is that a piece of useful information? So, um, I think it's just being able to to track over the longer term and being able to tie in with HR and performance reviews. Um, so it's you know it's an interesting change in the world of how talent is viewed and people operations, which we have the the joy of being able to to actually kind of drive here at List because we have a very small HR function but a much larger talent function so I think uh, a lot of the responsibility is kind of falling in our direction. That's interesting I think especially with this sort of massive focus on um, HR analytics in the marketplace at the moment it would be I suppose it would be great if there was sort of more discussion on how they joined up on recruitment yes. analytics but I think you know in our experience uh, recruitment analytics is still a it's still an evolving um, an evolving entity. Um, final question what 
what do you think's next for recruitment? I mean, obviously you guys are, um, you know, at the kind of cutting edge in terms of recruiting, um, you know, technologists and engineers and, um, you know, what, where, where are things, where are things going in the future? How is recruitment, um, you know, going to change what sort of technology might be, might, might be useful? I think that's a very interesting question. The, I think one of the things when it comes to recruitment is we need to not just focus on technological solutions to things, but understand how to train people to be better at their jobs as well. Um, there are a lot of people who in the industry who aren't necessarily very good at recruiting, who almost would look to add technology to then use as a blaming device over their, you know, because of their own fallibilities. Um, I think as an industry, um, particularly in-house, and I can only speak for the, the kind of in-house side, uh, it will be, there will be more companies leaning to leaning on uh, their recruitment teams. I don't believe there is any kind of talent war going on, um, but I le believe that people understand the value of having uh, exceptional staff working for them. So they will place uh, more emphasis on hiring strong recruiters to do that. So we need to make sure we keep training people. Um, I don't think technology is going to be the answer to that. There are some very good technological solutions, but I think if I were to pick out one area, it would be, again, going back to that uh, tie-in with HR analytics. There are too many data silos in businesses at the moment, and it's being able to tie all of this information together. Can you make informed decisions, as, as this is something we're setting up at the moment, um, based around seating plans, based around budgets that we have, can you run hiring as a bit of a P&L when it comes to what salaries uh, of people who are leaving the business are available? How does that tie in with finance? Uh, and then actually be able to present all of this information uh, in a clear and concise manner to the CEO, the CFO and the board, which they don't tend to have at the moment. They, you know, they have separate individual silos, but we need to be able to track everything from a, the day a candidate is first spoken to to the time that they leave the business or ideally stay with the business but you know constantly looking to to want to have one single space for all of this matt thank you very much for talking to me thank you very much as well my thanks to matt bradburn you can find past episodes of the podcast and find out more about me at www.rfpodcast.com you can also subscribe to the podcast in itunes and on stitcher I've got some great interviews coming up in the next two or three weeks. Uh, next week, I'm talking to William Aranga at GoDaddy. Very much looking forward to that. So um, I'll be back next week with that interview. And I hope you'll join me. This is my show.